This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode number 160 of the Dressage Radio Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. This episode is sponsored by Equestrian Collections at equestriancollections.com and Draper Body Therapy at drapertherapies.com. Reese Coppola-Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Fergus, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Well, Philip, welcome to the Dressage Show. Thanks for being my co-host for the evening. No problem. I'm really happy to be here. Well, and Philip, you and I met at the Scott Hassler Young Horse Dressage Clinic. Um, A long time ago. Yeah, uh, seven or eight years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. And you run a very successful business in Canada, and you train many young horses, and you have been the coach um, for uh, a college team, university team as well, a dressage coach. That's right. I run. I I coach the only Canadian IDA team where we have to travel to America to uh, to compete. So that's pretty fun. And what is what university do you coach for? Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's the University of Guelph. Um, IDA team, so um, that's, that's, right. that's kept me busy for a while. Uh, you know, seven or eight years I've been doing that as well. Because so. you have several horses in training. How many horses do you have in training and students? And tell us about your business. Oh, well, it's so busy. I can't even keep track most of the time. I, I normally keep about four or five horses in training, and I do a lot of starting young horses and giving them a great, correct dressage start. And then um, I started doing that when I was a teenager and then the business of teaching students came along after that because somebody at one point said, you know, would you teach me? And, and so I started as a trainer first and then moved into the teaching and I found both really rewarding. And, uh, and like I said, it keeps me busy all the time. So that's good because I stay out of trouble that way. Yeah. You can get into some trouble. I know. I know you. Now where in Canada are you? Where do you live? Um, I live I live in a place of Fergus, uh, which is about an hour and a bit uh, southwest of Toronto. So I'm pretty close to the the center of all that happens uh, in Canada, whether it be dressage or or anything else. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of competition around around where I'm from, and uh, and uh, it's really great. Well, I am so happy to have you because they ha- have chosen the Canadian dressage team. And so on today's show, we're going to get a little insight on the Canadian team. Uh, and we also have um, a show dedicated to para-dressage, to the Olympic team that was also selected, the U.S. team that was selected. And we have Missy Ranshausen, who is the coach of the para-dressage team. And we have uh, Becca Hart. She was the 2012 National Dressage uh, Paradressage Champion. And for a little bit of fun, we had Jim Wolf, who is the uh, Executive Director of uh, Sport Program from USEF, telling us a little bit of what's going on with the Colbert Report and dressage as the sport of the summer. So we have a, a, really a great show. Yeah, we have a great show on tap for the evening. So, um, but I would love to start talking about the Canadian dressage team. Who was selected? And give us some inside scoop on the Canadian team. 
We have a little bit of a different selection procedure than you guys have in, in America. We select riders based on scores obtained at CDIs, which allows um, a lot more people to compete in their own areas and in Europe. Um, so it so happens that our team this year is made up of Ashley Holzer, who has qualified two horses, actually. Um, her old veteran, Pop Art, who's been around the scene for a while and has competed at quite a few championships and has done really well. And then her newer horse that's uh, up and coming, his name is Breaking Dawn, and he is just kind of burst onto the scene, has been doing really well, scoring above 70% pretty consistently. So um, I think she's going to be taking both horses over to London with her. Um, the next competitor is uh, Jackie Brooks. Now, she's also been on teams before and been around, but she has a new horse named De Niro, and they haven't been together that long, I think a couple of years, and uh, they've been doing really well and really consistently uh, across the board. The next rider uh, for us is uh, David Marcus. Now, he only became a Canadian citizen. He switched his citizenship from American to Canadian last year in December and um, is riding a horse named Chevry's Capital. He also, another rider and horse that has just kind of burst on the Canadian scene, just started riding Grand Prix with this horse. Uh, at the beginning of the year, competing him, that is. They've been doing really, really well. And then as, and then our reserve rider is Diane Creech riding a horse named Devin L., which is owned by by the Leatherdale Hanoverian Farms. So um, they're all exciting horses, exciting riders, and I hope that they do really well in London for us this year. Well, I, um, I'm looking forward to, them, uh, to seeing them. I think when you compete on the CDI level, you get to know um, all riders from all countries and uh, – David Marcus, I actually knew as a young rider. Uh, he is from Lincoln, Nebraska, actually. So he and I are the same age. Well, actually, we're all about the same age, and he is a great guy. And I, I look forward to, to seeing him competing. And Jackie Brooks is, I think, a favorite rider uh, on uh, and the international scene. Jackie's just a great person, yeah. a very really fun rider. Really fun person, and uh, yeah, I like her a lot, for sure. Yeah. She brings a smile to everyone's face when you're around her. She's really uh, yeah. an athlete. Yeah, just that, a hoot. Yeah, everybody can, can get behind. I also, like I said, have lots of friends on that team, and, and we'll be rooting for Canada. But uh, we uh, chose the U.S. team also last weekend at Gladstone. And uh, there's been some uh, changes of the guard, actually. Uh, it turns out that Stefan Peters on Legolas won the national championship. I think uh, he had, uh, it was the same thing. He was just excellent throughout the whole trial. Um, and Tina Cognat is uh, the second place rider. And Tina scored an 80% in the Grand Prix. I don't know if you had the pleasure to watch, but to see her in Collecto, uh, the, the development since the World Equestrian Games uh, has been phenomenal. And uh, our third place rider is Jan Ebling, riding Rafalka. I think everyone who's been uh, listening uh, to uh, Dressage knows Anne Romney, the uh, presidential wife of the presidential candidate, uh, Mitt Romney, is a part owner of that horse. And uh, I think Rafalka has done more for the sport of Dressage in the last couple weeks. Uh, and I, I think we're all excited, and, and we'll hear later from Jim Wolf about uh, the initiative, the phone finger initiative from the Colbert Report. But having uh, Jan on the team is, is going to be uh, a lift for the sport. Um, our fourth place rider is Adrian Lyle. And Adrian is uh, a younger rider. She's 27. 
and uh, she's been riding Wizard for several years. She won the Brentina Cup, uh, I think, four years ago or three years ago on the horse, and uh, she's, they've been a long-time partnership. Where the real mix-up came, or, or the shift, was uh, Todd Fletcherich. It was announced that he is retiring auto. Uh, he was the reserve rider, and then he and his owner. Uh, we had Todd here on the, uh, the show a few weeks ago. Um, he has decided to not take auto to London and, and to, to not be the reserve rider. And Heather Blitt uh, has moved up to, on Paragon uh, to be the reserve rider. So, um, you know, we wish them all well, and uh, we can't wait to hear how it goes uh, for them. There's been some other news. We had some other um, very good Grand Prix horses retire uh, this week after the selection trials from U.S. horses. Um, Catherine Bateson-Chandler um, has retired uh, Narcan, who was her uh, who was her ride for the World Equestrian Games. Uh, and they had a, a really wonderful partnership partnership and, and watching her ride him at the games here in 2010 uh, just put a smile on your face She's a, she also is a wonderful person an extremely hard worker and um, somebody that I wish the best, I, I know she has more horses coming up and you know I wish her the best and Lauren Samus uh, retired uh, or uh, there has been a, a partnership between them has ended and uh, uh, on her horse to so um, they were the individual uh, team uh, team medalists and individual medalists, uh, silver medalists from the Pan American Games. So those horses, uh, there have been very steady Grand Prix mounts for these riders, and they have retired after the championship. So I wish them well on their new adventures um, as they go through. And yeah, so, it's kind of sad that when we see these horses retire that you've seen for quite some time, and you know, you've come to know them and, and, and how they perform the Grand Prix, and now... Now they kind of will fade into the into the background, and and hopefully new horses will appear for these riders, and we'll see them on something exciting and building towards a, another championship. For I, I think you're right. I mean, I think that's sort of the cycle of of dressage. These these horses work really hard, and and I think I I respect every one of those riders for kind of retiring their horses at the top of their game. They retired after the national championship and, and to get there on any horse at any level uh, is, is phenomenal and, and to step back and, and I think Otto is retiring to the field. I think Narcan is also. Um, so those horses will have a great life and, and they live in wonderful homes. So uh, I wish yeah. them well. Sir. Yeah. And just another little piece of information uh, that, that was on the internet is Linda Zane is going to coach uh, the U.S. Uh, Eventing team. Linda Zane's uh, one of our top judges in the U.S., and she's going to coach the eventing team in London. And we'll be right back with Jim Wolf, the executive director of sport programs, right after this message from Draper Therapies. Draper Therapies products are widely used throughout the dressage world by names that you all know. Suzanne Hassler, Tammy Hogue, Susan Dutta, and many, many more. They use Draper products because they work. All Draper products are made in the USA and contain salient. Salient encourages not only the alleviation of pain and other negative symptoms, but an actual improvement of the body's natural systems. 
Clinical studies have shown that Celiant relieves pain, increases comfort, and aids in healing by increasing oxygen levels and helping to regulate body temperature in you and your horse. From knee, elbow, and back braces for you to cooler sheets, pads, boots, and wraps for your horse. See all the products for humans, dogs, and horses at DraperTherapies.com. Find out why riders all across the world are turning to Draper Therapies at DraperTherapies.com. And like them on Facebook, just search for Draper Therapies. Well, hi, Jim. Thanks for coming on this evening. Well, thanks for having me. Dressage is the sport of the summer for Colbert Nation. We, yeah, we're, we're excited about it, too. We're going to have a lot of fun with this, and uh, we're already having a lot of fun with it. So, um, you know, we've all known for a long time dressage is really fun and cool. It's about time we got recognized as such. So what are some things you're doing this summer for the Olympics? Well, we're really embracing this uh, back and forth with the Colbert Report. And uh, we're definitely a red finger, red foam finger nation now. And uh, we're going to be doing a lot more initiatives with the uh, foam finger. Dressage is number one. Um, it, was, it was good fun having them at the uh, festival. And uh, we were very grateful to uh, Josh Taylor at Mid-Atlantic was able to get those for us on a very short time frame. So that was good fun. And, uh, yeah, you're going to see a lot more of the red foam finger going into London. So how can we get a hold of a red foam finger? Well, we're working on that with our sponsor, SmartPak. Uh, by the end of the week, we should have a plan coordinated through them. They're going to distribute them. We're not going to sell them because that would not be cool, and we are cool. It'd be sort of like <laughs> charging for Facebook. So uh, we're going to figure out a way to get those distributed through our sponsor partner, SmartPak. Uh, they've been terrific, and they have a lot of ideas. They've actually contacted uh, Steve people and uh, offered to outfit them in a uh, more appropriate dressage attire. So I think that's the next thing you might see on the uh, Colbert Nation is him in a proper shad belly. We have a couple things in the offing with them, and I think, you know, it's good fun. It's, it's a great promotion for the sport. I think some people, if, if people are offended, I would just remind them that Mr. Colbert is a comedian. He makes his uh, living making fun of things, and dressage is right for uh, poking fun at. But it's, uh, I think it's a great uh, way to raise awareness for the sport. And uh, I always say to our people, you know, we're a sport. If you're not having fun doing it, you're not doing it right. And I can't remember the last time we had this much fun with dress eyes. So it's all good. Are you looking for anybody to get on to the show to uh, to boost it even further? Or is, is that well, not going to happen? Com- it's, it's his show. It's completely up to him. I think he knows that we were cooperating with him. We've sent him some footage and and are uh, cooperating with them. We're very much interested in, in, in being involved. It's completely up to him. The one thing that we are absolutely staying away from is any of the uh, political undertones of the whole the whole thing. We're, we're just interested in, in, in it for the purposes of promoting dressage. Yeah, and how will Anne Romney sort of going, I don't know if she's going to London, or how does that sort of change uh, anything with the team, or does it change anything with Rochalka going? Well, it, it it doesn't really. I mean, we, we always have high-profile people around the sport, whether it's the Springsteens and jumping or some of the other people we have. Um, she is a very nice lady, a huge supporter of dressage or dressage uh, <laughs> for, for quite some time. Or if you're in England, dressage. Yeah, we didn't get the dressage yet. But um, she's been, she's you know, she's a great supporter, a great owner. This sport doesn't work without uh, great horse owners and all the disciplines, and she's been terrific, and uh, we're very much looking forward to her being there as an owner in, in London.
Absolutely. I think everyone's really excited about it, the whole sport. And talk a little bit about what happened with the speed skating. Because didn't Colbert do this also with speed skating? Yeah, he did. And then they had great fun with it. In fact, he was uh, really helped them out because they had lost a major sponsor going into the Winter Games. And he raised a lot of money for them and, and had a lot of fun doing it, too. And uh, uh, we're, we're going to – I won't tip my hand on everything we're doing, but uh, – we, we've been taking notes after every show and, and, and the whole issue about the, uh, about the speed skating outfit will be answered shortly. Dressage, the sport of the summer. Who would have thought it? We have Becca Hart, the Para Dressage National Dressage Champion, uh, up next right after a word from Equestrian Collection. Hi, Glenn, back with you from the Horse Radio Network. I'm here with Debbie with the Equestrian Collection's Product of the Week. I have the coolest new product I have seen in a while. It's from SSG Gloves, and it's the Grand Prix Cellmate Gloves. Clever, clever name, because these gloves have those little tips on your fingers, on the fingers, that you can actually use your cell phone while you're riding. I think that's a huge safety feature, especially for trail riders. Um, if you know your cell phone's ringing and you've got to get your gloves off with your teeth and you drop your glove and you drop your cell, it's terrible. We've all done These that too. <laughs> are perfect. You can just pull your cell out and you can use them without messing with your gloves. And they're pretty. They fit like a glove. <laughs> they fit very well, nice and, and they're not loose. They look like any other real riding glove, only they've got these cool little tips on the fingers. They're absolutely, I highly recommend them. I have bought one immediately when I saw them. In fact, I had said to my husband uh, over the holidays, I said, somebody ought to come out with some riding gloves so I can use my cell phone when I'm in the saddle. And bingo, SSG must have heard me because they came out with these. They're now available. We've been waiting for them for a while. So order them quick because I think they're going to sell out fast. And this is... I love the name, too, Cellmate Gloves. I know. <laughs> very, very clever. And is this, is this a summer glove, Debbie? Well, they're kind of an all-season glove, but they are, they're like suede feeling. Okay. They're not, um, they're not, they're not, they have the mesh on the fingers, but they actually feel and look like suede so that you can actually wear them, you know, and, and to show if you wanted to. They're hunter, jumper, event, dressage, anything, because they're black and you can wear them with anything. I did not find them to be very hot because they do have some vents on the back, but they they are suede, so they're actually leather-type gloves. All right, terrific. And you can find them just by going to equestriancollections.com and typing in cell, C-E-L-L, mate, and that, that's the only thing that will come up. And you, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that's a, it's not prison. <laughs> that's right, equestriancollections.com. Thank you, Glenn. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, what is it like to win five national championships? <laughs> it is. I am incredibly honored to be where I am right now. Um, it's an absolutely wonderful feeling, and I absolutely did not get here alone. This win belongs to everyone uh, who has ever helped me get to this point, you know, from that person who offered me the smallest word of encouragement to, you know, my coaches and my family and the, the sponsors. It just, it's everyone, and I'm very happy to be able to have um, pulled it off again. 
Well, I just wanted to say congratulations from Canada on your fifth championship. And maybe you can tell us a little bit about your horse, Lord Luger. Sure. Yes, um, Lord Luger, uh, who I like to call Lolu in the barn, um, he was very generously loaned to me uh, by Jessica and Missy Ranshausen. Um, he is a Holsteiner gelding. He's always been ridden by professional able-bodied riders. So it's been a little bit of a learning curve for him over the last year to kind of switch from Missy, who is a very accomplished dressage and eventing rider to, um, to myself, who is a para rider. And he's really, you know, taken up the challenge and handled it really well. So what's your next plan with Lulu? Where are you guys going now? Um, now that we are on the short list, we are just going to kind of really focus on the games and do some dry runs, take them out to some more shows, get them out and about, um, just in preparation for London. That sounds great. Is there any um, special preparations that you have to do to travel overseas for the flight? Has he flown before? He has not flown. He, I, I take that back. He actually he flew into this country, but he has not in his competitive career ever flown to um, an event like this. But he does travel very well, so we're just going to, you know, keep him going, and hopefully everything goes well. So when, what is the plan? When do you guys actually head to London, and how long do you stay? Um, the, the actual travel plan has not been finalized yet. I know we're hoping to go in about a week before. We're having a training camp in Gladstone, which was absolutely fabulous. Um, the Federation was very generous and are letting us train there before we, for, before we fly out of JFK. And then we'll be in Surrey for a week before um, opening ceremonies and before we can get into the actual venue. So, um, Becca, tell us a little bit about kind of your preparation and your course. What are some uh, things that you're working on and some things that, that you, you would like to improve for the game? Um, right now, we're just working on fitness to make sure that he handles. Um, he is a He's a little bit older, so we just want to make sure that he handles all the travel and still has a lot of energy and go to actually compete um, for the three days. So we're doing a lot of fitness, and we just want to work on um, the accuracy and the consistency. That's what the judges are really looking for. Um, so we're going to be doing a lot of just practicing the tests and the movements and making sure, uh, working with Jessica and making sure that everything is absolutely 100% when we head over. Well, and I know she will she will work you hard. Uh, she was on the show last week, and I think everyone who knows Jessica knows how hard she'll work you in the next couple of weeks. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, and tell us a little bit about your teammates or, or kind of the short list. What happens from, from now? So kind of familiarize us all on kind of the next step for the full care team. Um, as a team, we kind of all, after selection trials, everyone kind of goes back to their home base and then um, just keeps preparing the horses as they need to prepare um, their individual horse. And then we will all kind of come together and meet at Gladstone where Missy, um, our team coach, is just going to kind of look at everyone, make sure everything's where it needs to be, and just kind of do some team building and practice there at Gladstone before we head out and head to Surrey. Now, I had a question, Rebecca. Uh, do you have, know anybody on the Canadian para team? Have you met them in competition before? Um, um, you know I know Lauren Garwick. Yeah, she's been you know, uh, one of our riders. Yeah, she's been fabulous. We were actually competing against each other down in Florida. Um, right. I don't know many of the other riders on a personal level, but I have competed and um, talked with Lauren quite a bit. 
can you tell us a little bit about this kind of, again, because I think I'm learning about paradisage para as I'm, as I'm uh, coaching and teaching and I have a writer that I'm working with. Tell us a little bit about the classifications and how that works and how many teams go. Just kind of generally sum that up for us. Sure. Uh, in paraquestrian, there are four different grade levels and grade one through four, one being the most severely um, disabled. Um, in grade one, they have a 1A and a 1B. Generally speaking, those are full paraplegic or even a quad. Uh, grade two is actually my personal grade. You generally have um, quite a severe uh, handicap in two limbs or you're very one-sided. And grade three is a little bit less. It's generally um, kind of like a stroke, a one-sided uh, slight paralysis. And then grade four, generally your amputees um, below a joint. And then once you're graded, each grade has their own tests, grade one being a walk only, and then going up in difficulty to a grade four, which is about equivalent to a fourth level U.S. Uh, DF test. So each grade, so just so we kind of understand how the team works, does each grade get a rider or, or are there four riders per grade? How does that work when the number of riders that go? Um, we have four slots as a team. It is not dependent on grade. You do, based on the para rules, you need to have a low grade, which is a grade one or a grade two, in order to be a qualified team. Um, the other slots are based on rank order and can be filled by any grade levels. And how has the U.S. team done since, uh, since its inception into the Games? You know, it's been growing steadily, and it has been absolutely phenomenal to watch this. I started in 98 with the para movement, um, and it has been phenomenal to watch it grow from when we initially started to where we are now with the support of the USCF and the Federation and just the, the amount of knowledge that our country now has for it. Um, and we are each year and each four years for each game, we've gotten a little bit stronger and a little bit stronger as we've kind of figured out exactly the quality of horses and the quality of riding um, that is required to compete on those high levels. So I'm quite um, excited to see how we do this year. Well, I think everybody is going to root you on and the whole team. I can't wait to hear how you do. And we were going to root you on with our foam fingers that we've talked about <laughs> here in the show. I love the foam <laughs> fingers. That was awesome at Gladstone. <laughs> well, we will root you on. Becca, thank you very much for coming on tonight and good luck. All Good right. Luck. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm honored to welcome Missy Ranshausen, the 2012 Paralympic Dressage Coach, to our show this evening. Hi, Missy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Tell us about your team going to London. Well, it's, it is actually a, a very exciting time for us. We have got um, four um, very good riders who have performed quite successfully all year. Uh, leading up to trials, they've all been um, kind of neck and neck and at different competitions kind of swapping places. Um, but overall, they um, have certainly put a lot of work into into really improving um, their accuracy and, and their overall, um, I would say, kind of their overall ride has just been exceptional. And the trials were exciting. It was um, we had uh, the top three, uh, Becca Hart, Jonathan Wentz, and uh, Donna Panessa, all um, were separated by less than a point. 
So it was it was pretty neat. It was pretty neat. And they're all of different grades, which is helpful. Sounds like some nail biting competition. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was. It was and they even had to uh tally the scores a couple of times because they the second and third place um swapped around twice. Um, because they had unfortunately miscalculated the scores, but that's how close it was. It was really, it was, it was great. It was great. And with that, you really build, um, you know, confidence within themselves, you know, to go forward as a team. Um, and it, it was exciting. And, and Donna is probably our, our newest member. Um, she's a, a grade 1A, um, from New York and she, joined the program last year and she has uh, a nice horse. It's it's a horse that she's been riding, you know, throughout the program and, and really likes the horse. And she's a walk rider only. Um, and she traveled because she did her first three-star last fall and then she went to Mexico uh, and also to Australia with us. So, She's, you know, put her name out there internationally and has really proven herself. And then Jonathan Wentz um, was a, one of our team riders at the World Equestrian Games. So he is on the same horse, uh, Richter scale, and that should actually, um, we will see. I mean, I, I'd love him. Uh, you know, his reserve horse is quite lovely as well. So... Um, you know, we'll see how it goes because he's, he's allowed to substitute. Um, so he has those two horses that he can, you know, if something happens to Richter scale, he has uh, his second string horse that he can use. So, Missy, who are, who's it's, the competition? Who are you kind of worried about competition-wise? Well, the, the strongest rider are the British team. I mean, no, no doubt. They, they have been successful for, for a long time. Um, and they, you know, were going on to their own territory. So um, I don't, you know, my goal is to get as close to their scores as we can. Uh, I'm not sure we'll be able to beat them. It would be great if we can beat them. You know, everybody can make a mistake. But, um, you know, they're they're phenomenal. And um, so are the German, um, Norway, and Netherlands. Um, so yeah, there, there's some strong countries in there. So it will, I, I think this year will be pretty, pretty close in competition. Um, and our riders look good. I mean, still for us, the downside is that we don't go to Europe. You know, we, we try to bring the judges over here so they can see our riders, but you know, we rarely really compete against the European horses and riders. So, you know, that's, that's a bit of a down step for us, but um, you know, overall, I think this group of riders really has, um, you know, great, great camaraderie. And, you know, that goes a long way. So, Mitzi, you were saying that um, there, you have training camp coming up. What, when, when is training camp and when do the horses and you guys head to uh, England? Um, we start our training session. Uh, we'll be at Gladstone in New Jersey. Um, we will go in, I think, I believe it starts on the 13th, um, and we will train together for, uh, about a week, and then the horses fly over on the 20th, um, and we have a couple kind of easy days, and then a couple training days, and it all starts on the 29th. 
Yeah. Are these riders coming from different parts of the country, and are they coming with their own coaches, or uh, how do you how do you approach the training plan? Yep, yep. A couple of them, um, for sure, will come with their own coaches. Um, you know, they've got a good program in place, and I, I certainly don't want to disrupt that. Um, so they will they will come with their coaches. Um, let's see, Donna's from New York. Uh, Jonathan's from Texas. Um, and then Dale Dederick is our fourth rider. She's from Michigan. Um, and then our... Um, Right now, our, our next rider in line uh, is uh, Mary Jordan, and she's from Maine. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they will all come together. Yeah, Becca um, and Mary ride with me, um, so that's a little bit easier. And then the others, yeah, I, I would imagine will come with their coaches. And if not, our... You know, I, I certainly communicate with their coaches, and I can step in and and you know do what they need me to do if um you know if something comes up for sure. So, Missy, tell us, you know, how does it, Tammy? You are a, a, an amazing rider and coach uh, of eventers and dressage riders. Tell us a little bit about how things are different with a para rider, or are they different at all? Well, yeah, certainly you you have some differences, you know, obviously in their disability. I'm, you know, they don't um, have the same strengths that we have as as able-bodied riders. Um, so it's a matter of, you know, in the end, the circle's a circle, and it needs to be round. And it, <laughs> you know, it, it, things like that are the same, and it's a matter of figuring out how to make it work for that horse rider combination, you know, to make it look as correct as possible with the aids that they can use. So, um, yeah, there are some big differences with some of the riders and there's some slight differences with some of the riders. Um, but in the end, it's, it's really kind of figuring out how to make it look as even as possible once they enter the arena, you know, that they can hold the same rhythm, that they can be accurate, that they can, um, you know, keep up the energy in their ride and, and really present it well, um, you know, is what you're after. And for some of them, it's, you know, how they use their whips or their voice or their seat or, you know, if they have the ability to use both legs or one leg or, you know, however, um, you just, make up for the rest of it with some compensating aids. I think with all riders that's that's the same, but you know, maybe a few more challenges for for a para rider perhaps. Oh, certainly, certainly. Yeah. And in a lot of them, you know, they know their for the most part they know their strengths. So, um, you know, it's a matter of of being very good with the strengths. Um, you know, keeping that, uh, the positive part of the ride. And then um, where their weaknesses come in of, of how to, um, you know, how to, to keep that to a minimum, you know, how to get the horse to believe that that's really not a weakness for, for the rider. Yeah. So, Missy, tell so, us a little bit about if, if somebody would like to help fundraise uh, and help get some of these riders to London, how, how would we do that and, and, and what, what do we do for fundraising? Um, the best way is actually to um, contact uh, Hope Hand, who is uh, the head of USPEA, 
And um, donations can be given um, also to the USEF, uh, to the foundation. Um, more of the donation to the foundation would go overall as a team. Um, if somebody would like to make a donation to a specific rider or, let's say, to the riders going um, to the Paralympics, and the best person to contact, again, would be Hope Hand. And they can, um, you know, the money can go um, to each rider um, through that, um, through the USPEA. And that's, that's, pr- that's the best way to do it at this point, um, and the money will be directly given to the riders. Well, great. Thank you for letting us know. So anybody that would like to help the team get to London, um, we wish you and your whole team all the best of luck. And we can't wait to hear how you do against those Brits. (laughs) Thank you so much. That was a great interview with Missy. I just wanted to talk a little bit about the Canadian team that we're sending to the Paralympics. Uh, We have Lauren Barnwick, who actually won gold in the freestyle in uh, the last Olympics. And then Eleanor Elstone, Ashley Goenlock, and Jody Schloss will be representing Canada at the, this year's Paralympic Games. So we're really happy to send them there and wishing them the best of luck. Well, and Philip, I want to give some email and Facebook shout-out shout out to a new enthusiastic listener, Jessica Toff. Uh, please feel free to email uh, me at reese at horseradionetwork.com. And uh, any comments about the show, we'd love to hear what you're thinking. And you can also find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website at dressageradio.com. You can like us on Facebook. Just search for the Dressage Radio Show. You can follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. And my website is maplecrestfarmky.com. And again, my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. And again, I'd love to thank our sponsors, as always, Equestrian Collections and Draper Therapy. And don't forget to check out all our other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. So, Philip, thank you again for joining us. I hope you come back again. It was, it was a pleasure to have you. And good luck with all your horses and students. Thank you, Reese. It was great to be here today. And I just want to let everybody know um, where to find me on the web. It's at... Um, philipparksequestrian.com and you can find out all the information you need about me. Get your bone fingers.